Um, you were married after he was, um, conceived. She sounded embarrassed. Was he adopted? No, I replied, taken aback by the question. If he was adopted, we wouldn't have been identified as his birth parents on his birth certificate, would we? What I wanted to say to her was that it is, perhaps contrary to her beliefs, actually possible for a man and woman to have a child out of wedlock, that conception doesn't happen only if the man and woman are married. But I bit my tongue. I knew that in the Islamic Republic authorities have to maintain the appearance, at least, that men and women do not, perhaps even cannot, have sex before marriage. Just the appearance, mind you, for no one is that naive in Iran, not even employees of the Islamic State. Well, she said, it is possible to have you listed as the father if you adopted, but it's no problem. We just ask you to fax us a letter saying that your son is not adopted, and Tehran will be able to issue his birth certificate, and then we can issue a passport. It seems she still didn't believe that I was the biological father, perhaps not just because of the premarital sex that may have offended her sensibilities, but also because of my age, which she must have thought far too old. Iranians my age tend to be grandfathers. But there was another element at play, too. This passive-aggressive and very Persian behavior in social intercourse really meant that she wanted me to agree and declare to her and the Iranian bureaucratic world that my son was conceived out of wedlock. Gotcha. Getting citizenship papers for my family was actually much easier while we were still in the United States, or anywhere else outside Iran, than it would have been in Iran, and it had been something I was eager to do since I was confident that a time would come when I would want to visit Iran with my wife and son. My wife had expressed her desire to travel to Iran with me in the past when it was a practical impossibility. But now that we were married, her having an Iranian passport meant there would be no obstacles to her accompanying me on one of my trips, with our son, if we wanted, even a trip that came up at the very last minute, as had often happened for me before. Appearances aside, paperwork is something the Iranian bureaucracy, the single largest employer of Iranians, excels in even in the age of paperless communication and record-keeping. You know, one Iranian official at the interests section, a long-time resident of Washington, mentioned to me when I told him I was sending in my applications, Tehran won't return the original American birth certificates of your son or your wife. When I expressed surprise, and was a little hesitant to just hand over these precious documents to the Iranian government, never to be recovered, he said, Well, America is not like Iran, is it? It's not like you have to jump through hoops to get a replacement birth certificate. You just ask for one in any U.S. state and they'll send it to you. I hadn't thought of it, but of course he was right. It's not that hard to get a birth certificate, a driver's license, or even a passport in America or Europe. It's not that hard to open a bank account, rent an apartment, register a child for school, or get a doctor's appointment if you can afford it or have insurance. I may be Iranian by birth, and I may have traveled there often enough, and I may have friends and relatives and connections there across the political spectrum, but I hadn't lived there as an adult and only barely as a child. I was aware, at second hand, of what living in Tehran entails, and understood Iranian bureaucracy. 
But if I ever wanted to live there myself, with a family no less, it was going to be another thing altogether. Doing anything concerning Iran is generally impossible, as a bureaucrat usually explains with a regretful shaking of the head and the occasional tut-tut. But with passports in hand, I realized, if we ever decided we did want to live there, whatever the reason, it would be a simple matter of buying airplane tickets. My wife, who comes from a small farming town in rural Wisconsin, was as eager to become an Iranian citizen and secure her son's dual citizenship as I was, which was why she had readily converted to Islam. Before we had a child, she had expressed interest in traveling with me to my country of birth, mainly out of curiosity. I thought, but also because she told me, she worried that if I ever got into trouble in Iran, and she had read reports of Americans and Iranian Americans who had been arrested there,